You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. Uh, I'm Jesse and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And we're recording episode 25, which is going to cover part two of our San Diego comic-con trip sans tickets um so um basically we're just talking about and like we've talked about in the previous um uh episode it just you know how we're able to still make a weekend of you know san diego comic-con um without being badge holders and you know how we're able to plan out you know a good portion of our day and you know still have a good time uh you know enjoying the festivities um surrounding um, San Diego Comic Con. So, um, because we don't really have anywhere in particular to be uh, earlier in the day, um, our days tended to start uh, a little late. When we actually had badges, um, we were usually up and at them by eight eight thirty, you know, and at the convention for, you know, walking the floor and you know doing panels all damn day. Um, but uh, a lot of our festivities focused around um, Zachary Levi's uh, Nerd HQ, which is in the new children's uh, museum, which is uh, pretty much across the street from the uh, San Diego Convention Center. So uh, for Saturday, um, we had panel tickets um, for uh, which are part of uh zachary levi's uh zachary levi's uh conversation for a cause and the panel that we had tickets to was for workaholics which is a show that um we both absolutely love and is absolutely probably one of the funniest shows on tv right now um so we were pretty excited to be able to score um tickets for uh workaholics on saturday and you know we were equally lucky to score the tickets that we got the day before and attending uh con man so uh we didn't actually have to be there until about two o'clock um because that's what time our our panel was uh supposed to start so um we ended up uh killing some time at uh the carnival which is located at uh petco park and so when we got there, it was a little different than it was last year. Um, last year, we were pretty much able to just, you know, walk right up to the front gates and, you know, contact somebody that, uh, you know, is up front with a computer, you know, to hand you a little, you know, a little wristband or something and, or, uh, you know, just pretty much just go right in and, you know, enjoy the festivities, you know, go up there and, you know, get like a program guide of, um, you know, whatever's set up uh, at the um, Petco Park. And this year, um, it wasn't so much an open-door policy as it was last year. And um, I think part of me wants to think that it has a lot to do with um, some of the recent uh, terrorist attacks that have taken place. Um, and so there's um, obviously heightened security because of the fact that it's you know such a big attraction um so that was part of my initial thought although uh you know another part of me is thinking like 
that maybe uh, Petco Park or, you know, the event people that allow their venue um, to be used for uh, Nerdist and uh, Geek and Sundry is that maybe they're wanting more money and that, uh, you know, they had some of these security checks in place for like an ulterior motive so basically um you couldn't just walk right through the gates um you had to line up and um they were doing security checks i mean obviously like for weapons and metal or whatever which um you know most places were doing but the one thing that stuck out was that you weren't allowed to bring in like any sort of liquid you, they wouldn't you couldn't bring in powerade you couldn't bring in sodas even if they were sealed and like in your backpack or like if you had a camelback or something then you're shit out of luck because there were there was a no exceptions policy to the fact that they weren't going to let anybody uh on their grounds if you had any sort of liquid that wasn't approved and pretty much the only thing that was approved was like you had to have is like yeah it was water and it had to be like less than 12 ounces no 24 was the top okay so you had to have less than it had to be like a 24 ounce bottle of water if it was anything above that, it could be an empty bottle, but it couldn't have liquid in it. And to me, that's stupid because you're making an exception that, oh yeah, you can have, you know, a 24-ounce bottle of water, even though, you know, these liquids are supposed to be scary. We're going to let these liquids in, but you can't let these other liquids in, which to me is just like them basically telling you, okay, we don't want food or drink in this place because like a movie theater, they don't want you bringing in outside food or drink because... But you could have food. Well, right. I mean, you could have food. What I'm saying is that like I'm comparing it to a movie theater and the aspect that like if you go to a movie theater, they don't want you to have outside food or drink because they want to sell you, you know, a $15 popcorn and a fucking $10 soda. And so... You know, obviously, this is Petco Park we're talking about, and if anybody's ever been to a baseball game or a football game, you know that when you go there, you're paying, like, $12 for a Dodger dog and, like, 8 bucks for a soda and, like, 12 It was or, 5 Or, like, you know, but I'm saying, like, when you go to a fucking game, that's how much you're paying. I mean, I know you're, you know, pointing out, like, the actual prices, but I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, stadium food and, and stuff like that, you're paying, like, a good amount of money. And so they're basically telling you to throw away all your shit whether or not you've used it or not because once you're on the grounds oh guess what we're selling sodas we're selling water we have food i mean not so much not and the food wasn't the issue but it's they're having to throw away all your damn liquids and um you know i mean it wasn't super hot on saturday but you know it's fucking lame that you you know people that are carrying around like water or you know multiple waters or you know lots of uh you know like drinks powerade and stuff or basically having to toss them or you know try to drink them up you know before they get to the end of the line because you're not allowed to have it in there but you know they'll sell you the you know five dollar water or or whatever i mean it was irritating to me that um you know they made they made that policy change and there were a lot of other people that had you know similar gripes um in the line but anyways you know once we got in uh to Petco Park, um, it seemed a little more barren than last year. I mean, would you like spread out maybe? Like in how? Like in what way? They didn't have stuff spread out all over the. I don't know. The activities were a little more spread out. I thought 
because it was all just in one area, but maybe a little more spaced out. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just seemed to me like there was a lot more open space and a lot less, um, like, seemed like there was less activities. Like, I know they're saying, like, you know, it's a carnival and there's a bunch of stuff, you know, to do, but it seemed like last year, even though, I mean, it was still called the carnival, but, you know, this was like Camp Carnival, and so they had, you know, these little maps that are like, oh, yeah, you know, go to this place and go to this place, um, you know, and if you get, like, so many checks, then, you know, you get this little pin or whatever, and, like, it's, like, you know, comic book or whatever, but, like, last year, it seemed like, okay, it's all, it was also the Carnival last year, but there were just a lot more things that were in place, like, to do as far as, like, little games or, like, things that they were actually giving away, you know, with, like, your participation of all these different little booths that were set up. And this time, um, it was like, okay, here's this one place, uh, we'll give you this lanyard, but if you want anything else from us, you have to hit, like, every single fucking thing in there. And, like, each thing took, like, 30 minutes to get, you know, to get through the line at a minimum. And, you know, like, in th- those were, like, the short lines, like, were, like, at least 30 or... 30 or some odd minutes, I mean, some of them were, like, far longer than that, and, uh, you know, like, other spots, like, when you come up the steps and you're off to the left, you know, there were, like, at least one or two things that were set up last year that were there that weren't, and just, like, what was in its place was, like, two little tents where you can take pictures, but, like, there was nothing there, and then, you know, once you made it up the steps, uh, like, when you're making it, like, onto the platform where all the activities were last year you know there was a table set up where they had you know a game that was being tested out which was uh battleborn and so like there was like no video games or anything like that 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 i saw that were being previewed um well, we didn't do everything either well no but we walked around it just wasn't there i mean i'm not saying like it was i think it was further down because one of the check marks was to play a board game at the geek and sundry thing and we didn't do that Right, but I'm talking about, like, test games that were out there that were set up in, like, you know, big tables where, like, 12 or 15, you know, 16 people can play at a time. Like, I'm not talking about, like, a board game that they put up on a table. There were just less interactive things where, like, you know, that stuff that was there last year wasn't there. Well, I'm I mean, saying I think they moved some things farther down right, and, and I know, into the park and, but I, and I know we what didn't area. go to. I know what area you're talking about when you're talking about, like, on the other side of the stadium that we didn't go all the way down into. But if we're, like, going to split hairs over, okay, there was a board game down there, and, like, a section of that, like, had that laser tag place. Last year, there was a testing area for a new Sega game, and it was uh, Sonic. There was also a testing area for an Aliens game that was coming out. I think it was, like, Resurgence. And then there was also um, another area where they were lining up people for um, something else. I can't remember what it was, but there were, like, four things, like, right in that immediate area. And it seemed like the area that you're talking about, a section of it was taken up with, like, the laser tag thing and then, like, the board game thing that you're talking about. So, I don't know. It just seemed like there was less stuff. I mean, there was still stuff to do there, and obviously all of this stuff is free, so, you know, you can't complain too much because none of this shit requires a badge. It just seemed like there was a little bit less than there had been in previous years, which was, like, noticeable to me at least. And so, um, we still had fun. Um, you know, one of the first things that was there, like, as you're coming through the uh, the front steps was 
like uh, like a little photo opportunity to take a picture with like R2D2 and a little background. And so when you did that, you know, they basically entered you for a chance to win one of the like lifelike R2D2s. Um, like, and if you've been to previous conventions or you know Comic Con, WonderCon, or just any other con in general, you usually get at least a couple of people that show up like with their remote control, like R2D2s that they've built themselves. You know, and they beat bop boop and you know they drive around and stuff like that and they look super cool some are super expensive some are like you know in you know in the works of being built um and so apparently like when you enter this contest you have the chance to actually win one of those which would be really super cool um so of course we got in line took a picture with a little um you know cardboard r2 and hopes fingers crossed that we win in r2 um we went on to another area where it's just like you know taking pictures like you're in a little boat um you know there's you know give they're they're basically taking a picture you know and like sending you your photo which was uh which was a you know pretty cool little deal there um we tried this little um, archery game where if you made like a little styrofoam arrow through uh through one of these small triangles like you got a, a little prize like it was like a little pin that they gave you but it was actually pretty difficult like um like I've, I've shot like bow and arrows before um i'm not like i'm not an expert by any means and i don't actually own um like a recurve bow or compound bow or anything but like i know the basics and so i thought i would probably have a better chance and like you know i got them more or less on target but the targets were pretty small and i missed and you know for like every 20 people that made it through that line you might get one person that made it through one of the easier ones um there was one guy right before us that made it in one of the 10 spots which is pretty impressive um so we went and did that and then uh we wanted to go to the laser tag uh the little tiny laser tag field um it was uh it was a good size i mean it looked really fun and i mean hell it's free laser tag like that's cool shit but when we were uh looking over in that direction to see where we needed to line up for it they basically cut the line off uh and as far as I know, I don't think it reopened that day. I mean, we didn't go back to check um, because we were busy doing other stuff. But when we were there, they cut the damn line off um, for whatever reason. I don't know. I didn't bother to ask. But, uh, you know, they, they had it cut off for quite a while because we were in the area. Pro- I mean, like in the line for um, the archery section and then like, you know, in the area probably for another 30 to 40 minutes after that. And it still hadn't been reopened. Um, they were still running like some free panels um, on the on the main stage there, and so after we did the archery, we got in line for this little booth that was uh, basically doing like a promo for that uh, Lights Out movie that's coming out, and so there were people like um, that shit was scary, um, and so basically like step in this dark ass room with like all these like double sided mirrors and you know that fucking like scary chick like comes out and music gets all loud and stuff mando was reluctant to do it but um i like basically said pretty please with a cherry on top and she was like fine i'll do it it was dumb yeah i mean once we got in there like uh, you know it was like all hyped because everybody's like oh my god it's so scary then we got in there and we stood there and we're kind of like oh that's it and the thing is too is i mean you're signing a release basically saying that uh you know, you're releasing them of, like, any sort of liability or whatever when you're there. And then you're basically allowing them to use your image and blah, 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 blah. And so when you walk in there, there's actually, like, a camera that's recording you. And there's an IR light in there so that, you know, they can see you standing in there. 
And so I think what they're hoping for is that, you know, enough people go in there, there's going to be somebody that's, like, utterly fucking terrified and, like, does something dumb, like, ah! You know, and they might use it probably in a fucking movie trailer where, you know, you might be psyched that, hey, I'm in a fucking movie trailer because I'm getting scared shitless. Um, you know, but we're not those people because we just kind of stood there like, oh, that's it? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it was over that quick. It was only, like, ten seconds. So, um, we left the, uh, the lights out, um, little promo there, and, uh, you know, by that time, we're like, you know, it's getting kind of close, um, you know, we're gonna head over to, uh, Nerd HQ and, um, you know, see if we can, you know, get, uh, in the queue for the panel, and, uh, so we made it over to, uh, Nerd HQ, and since we'd already tried most of the stuff that we wanted to try while we were there with the exception of um oculus we wanted to try oculus out but most of the reservation times had been booked as far as i knew and so you could still line up to try to test out uh the oculus um system the thing is though is they take priority for the people that actually like reserve times for those specific things like they did last year for playstation's vr and so, um, you know, basically there were a lot of people that were like, yeah, we were trying to get, do that same thing too, but the line doesn't move. And so, I mean, that makes perfect sense because last year when we showed up to do the PlayStation VR testing, um, there were people that were in that regular line that didn't have like book times and they were there for like hours, they said, it, you know, like basically not moving because people were actually showing up for the reservation times. So we didn't even bother with that just because as much as I want to test out Oculus, I'm not willing to wait in a line for three hours to possibly test out this system. Um, so uh, we went to our we went to our workaholics panel and um, you know who was all there as far as the workaholics panel went. Blake, Anders, and Kyle. And uh, you know, Zachary Zachary Levi was the. Um, I mean, I guess he wasn't the interviewer, because basically it was a Q and A. But the moderator was the moderator, and so he was there. Um, they said that uh, Adam couldn't uh, couldn't make it. I guess he was had some obligation with a uh, with a movie that he was filming, or you know something along those lines. He just had some other obligation that he couldn't make it, and um, you know, so it was just a Q and A panel. I don't really have a list of everything that was said, but I will say that those dudes are absolutely hilarious. I mean, as much so as they are um, in the television show, the panel was super entertaining. And like, if you ever have a chance to, um, you know, attend a panel for them, whether it's through Nerd HQ for a conversation with a cause, or you know, it's at any other, um, it's at any other convention, I highly suggest you do that because these dudes are. It doesn't even seem as much, I mean, I'm sure they, I mean, they, they, they play, you know, their characters in Workaholics, and I'm not saying they're, like, completely like the characters in Workaholics, but their humor is the same. Like, their mannerisms and stuff like that is just, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty hilarious. Um, you know, I managed to get my question in just because I wanted to talk to them, and so, you know, I just asked them what their favorite, uh, uh, episode was that they filmed as far as, like, I told them that my favorite was when they uh, did uh, Straight Up Juggahoes in Season 1. That was one of my favorite episodes. And um, was it uh, was it Blake that said, 
his favorite episode was the one where they were like stacking shit up and like drawing on the on the dead woman or the woman they found out was dead they thought she was just sleeping yeah and uh home girl yeah home girl and then who was it i can't remember i can't remember if anders even answered the question i feel like he maybe I, I i know i know he did but i just don't understand like why i can't remember what freaking episode he said he liked um he liked to catch a to friend a predator oh that's right yeah he said he just thought it was like he thought it was funny um you know the 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 to friend a predator episode like he just thought like the whole concept of the storyline was like freaking hilarious and so like he really enjoyed doing that one and then he kind of made a reference to like it was like emulating real life or something along those lines and then um what was the uh kyle um well i'm saying what was the one that kyle uh, he liked the ones where they trip out. Oh yeah, he said he yeah he enjoyed the ones where they like had like psychedelic, um you know things where they're you know having hallucinations or they're super high and stuff. He said he likes the ones where where they uh, where they get crazy like that. So um, I don't know. I thought it was a good answer. I mean, it's not like the most like in depth question question like you know some guys and, and girls uh, ask, but uh, what's your favorite food? Yeah, like if if you can be a Pokemon, which Pokemon would you be? Like, I just I just uh, you know wanted to ask something, talk to them, just uh, be a participant in their awesome uh, panel. So, um, I, I like I said, I really enjoyed it, and I was actually hoping that um, you know like similar panels that take place for the conversation with the cause sometimes immediately after. They'll do like a smiles for smiles for say like twenty minutes, and you know people that have been in the panels get an opportunity to like meet with the people that were in the panel that you were in, and so once the panel was over, we kind of made our way out, and uh, we got in the area of where the line would form in case they announced it um, at any point at Nerd HQ because sometimes they'll announce it like super last minute, and so it really only benefits the people that are already there, and so when we were hanging out there. Um, they basically went out the side door. So we're like, well, I guess they're not going to do the fucking uh, smiles for smiles because here they are walking down the sidewalk. And, I mean, we were fucking right next to them. I mean, like, practically shoulder to shoulder. They walked just right past us. And as much as I really wanted to just, like, run up to them and be like, hey, dudes, can I get a picture with you guys? Um, I mean, it was pretty evident that, like, they didn't really want to get messed with. Like, they had somewhere to go. Um you know, somebody had their girlfriend with them, somebody else had their wife with them, you know, they had, like, a friend with them, and they were, you know, carrying on married. A, yeah, you know, and they were carrying on a conversation with, like, somebody else that they know, and so, um, as much as I, you know, f- like, regret it now, I just felt like the right thing to do was to, like, leave them alone, um, and just, like, I don't know, just... Disrespect them enough to let them continue on without messing with them. Because, I mean, you know, they, they they did what they were there to do. And, you know, if they want to stick around and meet with people, like, they wouldn't be, like, dressed all incognito like Anders was. He had, like, a hat on and, like, big fucking shades and stuff. Like, he was trying not to get recognized, which there were a lot of people that were like, oh, fuck, because they're all together. And so, I mean, they stand out like a sore thumb. I mean, other than Anders trying to wear the glasses hat thing. Um, there were several people that recognized them. But, you know, other people were 
you know, pretty respectful and just like, oh shit, you know, probably try to snap a picture of them as they walk by. Um, but uh, there was one guy that, you know, didn't give a fuck and like ran up to them and asked them for a picture and they obliged, you know, they're being nice and they let the dude fucking take a picture with them. But like immediately after this dude like got a photo of them as they're crossing the railroad tracks to head back over to, uh, um, it was the Sheridan, right? Marriott. The Marriott. So they're heading over to the Marriott. There's the like the there's the Hilton that's on one side, and then there's Marriott that's on the other. And the Marriott's kind of connected to the convention center. And so when you're crossing the railroad tracks to head over to the Marriott, typically what's usually there every year at the Marriott is the Nintendo Lounge. And uh, if you go away from the Nintendo Lounge, it actually kind of takes you like straight over to the convention. And so as they're walking over, and this dude had bothered um, them for a picture. Anders basically walked like 20 feet ahead um, from Blake and I think it was in an attempt to kind of like you know kind of mingle in with the crowd so that like people wouldn't notice them because you know as they were walking all together like you can kind of immediately notice that it was them um, you know like I said they just didn't want me bothered so um, we were walking over that way too and it was funny watching people's reactions because we were walking like right behind them because we were headed back to the Nintendo lounge as well and as we're walking that way, just watching people, like, double-take, like, what the fuck? Like, hey, that's those dudes. And, um, you know, so uh, we made it back over to the Nintendo Lounge, but we basically, like, walked right by it because we're just like, eh, you know, we'd already done a bunch of stuff at the Nintendo Lounge the day before. Um, you know, but obviously it's there. Um, we decided to go back across the street, um, back across the railroad tracks, and uh, along those motels on the other side, directly across the street um, from the convention center, um, there were different booths that were set up for like, um, there were, there were like Hulu was there like promoting some shows. There was, uh, Amazon that was there promoting like Man in the High Castle. And, uh, what was the other show? Thunderbirds. And Thunderbirds. And then, uh, for the Man in the High Castle, like they had a, it wasn't a terribly long line, maybe like between like 15 and 25 minutes. And that line was basically to give you a little tour of all the props and stuff that they use for the television show like the costumes and some of the furniture and like the time period specific stuff for like you know like the Japanese side and like the Nazi side and you know all that kind of thing it was cool um what was funny is like when I'm walking through I'm like what the fuck like there's no little placards like tell you (laughs) shit about any of this stuff I'm like this is lame and I'm like boring and so uh we go over and there's like this room in uh there's a room inside the room that's like i guess like a vr experience for um man in high castle but the thing is is there was like two different lines and so our line only took like 20 minutes to get in this building to basically just check out the props but there was another line that took like a fucking hour and a half or something like that and it was the opportunity to get your name on the list to get in this vr experience and apparently just to get through the line into the room was like an hour And then once you got in the room, it was like another hour. It's like, no fucking way. I'm not going to wait that long for maybe like a five-minute experience. like Super long. Yeah, I mean, maybe it feels like a fucking amusement park or something. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like, you know, you would wait that long for other shit that arguably lasts just as long. But, you know, something about fucking waiting that long at a convention where there's just so much other shit to do. I don't know. I was just we weren't having it. So plus, I mean, we had other shit to do that we that we wanted to get to. Because while we were in that line uh, waiting to get into this room, um, we got like a Nerd HQ notification that uh, 
God dang it. What's his name? Like Kumal. Um, it's like Neon Johnny or something like that. I don't know how to say his last name exactly, but um, you'll, you'll, you'll know him as like the Indian guy in Silicon Valley Comic Con. He plays one of the code writers. <laughs> Not Comic Con. What? You said Silicon Valley Comic Con. I did, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I did say Silicon Valley Comic Con. Oh, I'm talking about cons. So I'm going to talk about all cons. Um, no, um, so he's the Indian guy that's the code writer in the, um, the show Silicon Valley. And Silicon Valley, if you don't watch that show, you should watch it because it is an absolutely funny show. It's almost like a workaholics, but less high and more nerdy. <laughs> um,. I guess. I mean, it's it's a very simple synopsis of it. I mean, there's definitely more to it, and it's not quite the same, but it has, um, it is it is a very funny show, and um, we really enjoy uh, watching it. And so we actually just recently just done a like a huge um, marathon of uh, all of the um, Silicon Valley shows, and so. Um, when we saw that there was going to be a meet and greet for him, especially since we saw him in the, um, what movie was it that we just saw? Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Yeah. So we went and saw that movie and that movie was fucking hilarious. It's funny because when we saw the trailer, we're like, uh, you know, it might be good. You know, it might be good. It can be equally as terrible. You know, there's not, there's no real way to know because sometimes, you know, in a trailer they show too much and then like you get there and they showed all the funny shit in the movie and then you're like, great, like this movie sucks because you already saw the funny stuff and it was all in fucking like 45 seconds of the trailer. Um, but no, this movie was actually really funny and, um, he actually makes, uh, an appearance in it is like the masseuse. Um, <laughs> and that fucking scene so <laughs> with the masseuse was fucking to oh my god like it was hilarious i mean it was one of the funniest <laughs> things i'd seen arguably probably one of the funniest uh points of the movie um and he did an excellent job so uh really appreciated him in that movie and then obviously um him as a character in silicon valley so we saw this notification go up that said that he was going to be participating in smiles for smiles and earth hq which is basically you donate 20 bucks and then you kind of make your way over and it's a real it's a real quick uh, meet and greet with a photo you know so um we headed over there because um it was like it was like you know he'll be there in 30 minutes and so we got through the line and we really didn't have a lot of time to you know spend a lot of time navigating our way and uh you know through the man in the high castle uh props room because we wanted to get to the line to meet him and so uh to top it all off, um, where I was going with that story is that, like, I'm like, oh, there's no little placard to say anything about these fucking things. Weak. And I'm like, so I leave, um, and, you know, Amanda, Amanda follows, and we're like, yeah, let's try to make it over to this fucking line so we can meet this dude. And uh, while I'm walking over there, I'm, like, complaining about the fact that there was, like, a lack of placards and information. And I'm like, yeah, okay, like, I mean, how am I supposed to be engaged in this shit or give anything, you know, give two fucks about any of this stuff if all I can do is just, like, stare at it? And Amanda's like, um, no, there was information on that stuff there. And I'm like, no, the fuck there wasn't. There were no signs. <laughs> there were no signs there. I'm like, there the were. Tablets. Yeah, I'm like, there's no little white cards that are talking, you know, that like say anything about it. 
And she's all, no, there were tablets everywhere. There were tablets everywhere. All you had to do was, like, click it and then, like, have little videos and shit. And I'm like, uh... I felt pretty dumb at this point because I'm over here like, oh, shit, yeah, there were a bunch of tablets everywhere. And I'm like, well, I'm a traditionalist. I want to see some little papers on there with, like, you know, text. I want to be able to read, you know, all this you stuff. You could read. It had a picture and then it had <laughs> words on it. No, <laughs> shut up. Uh, no, they, they were did. blacked out. Like, some of them were blacked out. Like, they didn't have anything on them. So, no, I you didn't even look. I did. No, I totally didn't. did. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't even know. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. I was just like, whatever. I want to see fucking little white placards like a goddamn museum. So, anyways. Picky, picky. <laughs> we walk over to Nerd HQ and, you know, we get in the, we get in the line and we meet the dude and I think maybe I came off, like, the wrong way. I mean, I guess, like, okay, whenever I've, uh, whenever we've met, like, like, famous people, because, like, we met a bunch of them, it's, like, I don't try to act, like, any certain way with these, you know, with these people. I mean, they're just normal fucking people like you and me. And I'm not gonna be, like, oh, fucking, um, what, you know, uh, 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 you know, be all timid and, like, oh, hello, um, you know, what should I do or whatever. I just kind of walked over, um... You know, and he he'd had his arm around Amanda because we're getting ready to take this picture, and so I was like, "Well, I kind of want to stand next to him too." So, and I come around to the other side, and he's kind of looking at me like, uh, "What are you doing?" And I was I was kind of like, uh, "Where do you want me? Like, where do I go?" You know? And he's like, "Oh, he's sitting right here. That's fine or whatever." So I'm like, "All right, cool." So I scoot in, and we're going to take the picture, and uh, you know, because like the people that are taking the picture, they're like, "Oh, hurry up and get in position." Because, like, they're trying to get, like, through this line because the, the dude's, like, pressed for time or whatever at this point. So, um, you know, I get in the picture. They snap the fucking picture. And as I'm stepping off, uh, I guess the they were late, like, pressing the fucking button. Because, like, I was under the impression the fucking photo was already taken. And so as I'm stepping off, they're like, oh, no, no, no. We have to retake the picture because they took the picture when I was already stepping off. Even though they'd already indicated that they snapped our photo. So then, because they fucked it up, they had to reset the camera, and then I had to go over there and, like, rescan my bracelet so that they can get the photo to us, and they had to retake the picture, and so anyways, I was just kind of like, the camera people were like, oh my god, we need to hurry up, and I'm like, it only took, like, an extra ten seconds, like, chill out. So, but anyways, we met him. It was fun. It was neato. And, uh, after that, uh, pretty much... There wasn't a heck of a lot of reason to hang out at Nerd HQ other than just, uh, you know, like redoing some of the other stuff that we had already done. I mean, I probably could have, like, you know, done another, uh, you know, gameplay test for, like, Gears of War 4 or even, like, replayed Battlefield 1. Both of those games are fucking awesome, and I'm going to pre-order both of them. Uh, and uh, we did end up going back to the Craze booth because that's good cereal the fucking cereal is delicious and like the milk was ice cold so we uh we definitely hit up the cereal thing again i don't care about milk what was funny though yeah she didn't get no milk i don't know why i mean once you eat all the cereal the milk face fucking delicious it's gross shit you're crazy milk is gross so anyways we got into the patio and in the patio they had it was like herbert's lemonade yeah so they had herbert's lemonade which is delicious and so when we're there the um herbert's lemonade place they were actually doing like some sort of like action sequence 
they they would then turn into like a flip book so they had a camera on you you do like a real quick like 10 or 15 second snippet like doing whatever and then uh they'd basically create your little flip book for you You'd come back in like 15 minutes and it was a functional little flip book it was neat and so we did the little flip we wanted our own little free flip book and so we did our motion capture sequence which i thought was pretty epic and then Amanda starts crying about, like, I punched her in the nose, which totally didn't happen. You did. You hit me in the nose. No, it fucking did not happen. Um, are you my nose? No. Yeah. She, anyway. Anyway. Whenever I've, like, whenever I've barely touched her. Hit me her, in the nose. No. <laughs> hit me in the nose. Whenever. <laughs> You're not going to win. No, no, hit me in the nose. No, no, hit no. me in the nose. Are you being a liberal right now? You're just, like, shouting me down. What the heck? So. What'd you anytime, call me? Anytime. Yeah. Liberal. No. I called you a fucking liberal. Hate anyways hate 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 so whenever we've done anything where like i'll like i'll just barely touch her she'll be like ow and i haven't even done anything like you she'll just be barely like, touch me slap no. me in the nose here's Slap the thing. me in the nose here's the thing we have the flip book we have the fucking flip book you can see where you're hitting me in the freaking nose <laughs> no 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 that's just your face Shh. that's not your nose shh you hit me in the nose. I'm gonna continue with the story. No, without the story's you repeat, over. Without you repeating stuff. Are you gonna start like clapping and like moving your neck? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Story over. So we flip through the flip book, and when we're flipping through the flip book, you can clearly see where I didn't hit her in the nose. Well, you did hit me in the nose. But I have photographic evidence, and she still don't make claims me Taylor Swift that I touched her nose, even you though I didn't did. have it. Anyways, super cool. Okay, Kanye. Really love the flip book. What the fuck? Kanye. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. You're like, you're like fucking Kanye right now. You're the one shouting me down. You're like, you're like, I respect you, and I'm going to let you finish talking, but <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So uh, the flip book ended up, it ended up turning out like really cool. And like you had an opportunity to like get two, like if you were those two of you. You know, you can each have a flip book, and we just chose to get the one. Um, but it was still cool, and, you know, it was like something free. Huh? Um, you know, another little, you know, free thing that uh, you get to do. I mean, all the stuff that we mentioned was stuff that you can basically just walk in, sign up for free. You don't need a badge, and, you know, you basically just have to, you know, wait in line for all these things. You know, Battlefield 1, Gears of War 4, um, you know, Halo Wars 2, the Oculus games, all that stuff is at Nerd HQ. Um the uh conversations for a cause they're like 22 bucks a um 22 bucks a ticket typically and then like the smiles for smile stuff where you get the meet and greets with uh people are um like 20 bucks for however many people are going to be in the photo i think it's up to four that you can have and uh you know or you know if you're doing it individually it's 20 per person and one person that uh, we didn't get to meet, which was a super big bummer, because um, it was kind of one of those last-minute announcements where it's like, oh, so-and-so's here for the Smiles for Smiles. Fucking Josh, Joss Whedon was there, and like would have fucking absolutely killed to meet Joss Whedon, but uh, unfortunately, uh, we didn't get the opportunity. And then they also mentioned last minute that uh, the guy that plays Black Panther, I don't know his name offhand, maybe Amanda does. Nope. Nope. The guy that plays back uh, Black Panther in uh, Captain America in the recent Captain America movie, um, he was there. Um, I think he actually did a panel, and then he, he was did the mystery panel. He was the Guess Who panel. Yeah, so um, there was a Guess Who panel where, like, they basically announced it sometime yesterday that they were going to have a mystery panel, 
and the tickets were going to go on sale at 7. We actually tried to get those tickets, but internet was laggy. Didn't get the tickets uh, because we were already in a show for Chris Hardwick's podcast, and uh, everybody was using their phone. I mean, I'm pretty much sure that like the towers were slowed, and so just... We didn't have a fast enough connection to get the tickets, and so he ended up being the mystery panel person, and because his panel was today, um, he did the smiles for smiles immediately after his panel, and so, you know, we did For five whole minutes. Yeah, for five fucking minutes. Usually people do like 15, 15, maybe 20 minutes. He did it for like five minutes, so apparently now that he's, uh, you know, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, he's a very busy guy. So, uh... I mean, but still, it's for it's for charity. He's donating his time. He's not getting anything for it. So, I mean, whether he's donating five minutes or 15, I mean, I guess it's for a good cause regardless. It's just uh, unfortunate for those that actually want to meet him that uh, don't get the opportunity because they're too far in line. Um, or, that would have been like four people with the way they did the cameras. Right. So, there's that. Um, other than that, um, you know, that was pretty much what our whole day was filled with. Um, we managed to have a good time. Uh, you know, being, we weren't actually there Thursday. We were in San Diego Thursday, but, uh, you know, pretty much all we did was get in late. Did you um, mention Kevin Smith's podcast? I don't think oh, God, I just glossed over that, didn't I? I don't think you talked about either one of the podcasts. Yeah, I, t- I totally didn't. So, um, what happened was, is after uh, about 5.30 rolled around, um, we ended up heading back over to... Uh, like the the area of the tailgate uh, parking lot, which is right behind Petco Park. Um, and they usually have a bunch of food trucks that are set up out there, and there's usually a bunch of um, other activities that are there as well. Um, we didn't actually have enough time to um, go through some of the activities that were in the Petco Park parking lot, um, so we just stopped by there to eat. And uh, there was actually um, another small interactive area that had, like, rock wall climbing and like video games and all that kind of shit out there and that was at like 7th and island if i remember correctly we didn't even get to do that and i mean so we had tons of stuff to do um friday and saturday you know during the afternoon and the evening to where we didn't even have the opportunity to do some of the stuff that was outside that we just get we just did not get around to um, that's how much stuff is out there. So, I mean, you don't even have to have badges and you can still have your weekend completely full of, of stuff to do at the convention and just be completely busy all weekend. So, uh, once 5.30 rolled around, we got in our car, uh, we drove to, uh, you know, different area of downtown, I guess, closer to the gas lamp district. And so when we were there, um, we attended um chris hardwick's uh podcast and so the night before we were there for his comedy stand-up and so his podcast uh he ended up running a bit late for that because i guess he was in hall h um i remember he i remember saying he was at hall h for something do you recall why he was saying he was late he was moderating the marvel panel and um what were the announcements he said dr strange yeah. Captain Marvel. Um Well, yeah, he was the Guardians mentioned- of the Galaxy. Yeah, so he mentioned the uh he mentioned the, the the Doctor Strange um there was a new trailer um that uh was released and he was talking about how great it looked. 
and uh, we've actually posted um, that trailer to um, that conversationalist on Facebook, and we've also uh, tweeted it out as well at at that com podcast. Um, we he also mentioned the Guardians of the Galaxy two trailer. Um, he said Kurt Russell is going to be um, Star Lord's father, and it even reveals like who Kurt Russell is, like what who. Kurt Russell's character is in the movie. He says, like, when you see it, like, you'll totally fucking know, like, who he is in the movie. And, uh, they also announced that, uh, there was somebody, um, that was gonna be a Ravenger, um, in the movie, but I don't recall who he said it was, um, uh, right now. I'm, I'm sure if I were to listen to, uh, the Nerdist podcast, we'd find out since he was recording. Um, but, uh, we weren't able to actually post the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer because um, it was one of those like super secret trailers that uh, doesn't appear to have gotten leaked. Um, he did also mention that like toward the end of the trailer is that it featured baby Groot. <laughs> so Groot's still a little guy. And uh, let me see. Then they also mentioned... Uh, what was the other trailer you mentioned? It was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There was... Uh, Doctor Strange, and what was the other one? It wasn't a trailer, but they finally confirmed that Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. Right, yeah. So, totally confirmed now, which we were cool with when we recorded uh, our uh, last podcast, that uh, we were crossing our fingers that it would be her and not fucking uh, Ronda Rousey or some bullshit. So, crisis averted. Um, now, uh, you know, they, they talked about uh, that stuff when he got there. You know the other the other guys were killing time for him and talking about their sperm counts and in vitro fertilization, which there was some funny shit related to that uh, story. Um, and if you want to know more about that, I would suggest listening to um, Chris Hardwick's uh, Nerdist podcast um, to uh, to get more on that because I don't want to kind of go into the whole synopsis of the show. But uh, the special guests were, um, gosh, what is her name? She is the main character in Orphan Black. Tatiana um, something. Yeah, uh, her first name is Tatiana. I can't remember her last name. Terrible with names. And so uh, she was there. She was totally cool. Um, after uh, she was done talking because she had to leave about in the middle of the podcast. Um, but uh, they followed up with a second series of guests. And it was the cast of the show Vice Principals. And... Um, I guess they've already finished wrapping this next season, which I believe they said is like the end of it. Um, the way Danny McBride was explaining it is that uh, they, they wanted to be able to write a story that has a beginning and an end. They don't want to keep like rehashing like old jokes and doing whatever. They basically just want to make something and finish it and then move on to something else. And uh, those guys were absolutely hilarious too. Um, we really enjoyed the podcast. The podcast was actually, I mean, just as funny as, uh, Chris Hardwick's stand-up was. And, uh, you know, the guests were very entertaining. And, um, so we had a good time. We'd actually considered leaving the podcast early because we wanted to get, um, a good position in line for, uh, Kevin Smith's, uh, you know, podcast, uh, the, uh, Hollywood Babylon. But we're just like, well... You know, we'll chance it. We will just uh, 
you know, sit through the podcast with uh, Chris Hardwick and just hope for a good position in line with uh, Kevin Smith's podcast. And when we got there, we actually weren't uh, that far in the back because there were plenty of people that uh, showed up late for his podcast. And what was funny is, like, the people that we were standing next to were basically like, yeah, you know, we've been to his other panels or we've been to his other podcasts and we know that he always shows up late. And they're like, so we just figured... We'd show up late, too. And then even still, with us showing up late, like, Kevin Smith, like, it still started, like, way later than it was supposed to. I mean, it was like already... an hour. Yeah, it was, like, a fucking hour late. At least. I mean, the show's, like, supposed to, like, start at 10, and, like, doors were supposed to open at 9. Doors didn't open till like, 10, 15. Like, it was an hour and 15 minutes after before they started letting people in. And then it still took, like, 30 minutes or so for people to actually settle in and for the show to actually start. Um... Podcast was funny. Uh, they, you know, they were talking about, um, you know, the Justice League, uh, the Justice League trailer. Um, they were talking about the uh, Wonder Woman trailer. Um, there was a new, uh, there was a new Suicide trailer, uh, a new Suicide uh, Squad trailer that was also released. Um, all of those trailers have also been posted to our uh, Facebook page at that conversationalist. If you want to take a look at those, and we also, uh, you know, tweeted those out at uh, at that con podcast. If you want to um, check them out as well. Um, so, um, you know, we we enjoyed uh, the podcast. The one thing I will say that was a big negative for us is that in previous years, he's always done his podcast. It. Uh, um, the House of Blues. Yeah, he's always been at the House of Blues. And the House of Blues is actually, like, a pretty decent venue. You know, we've even shown up early and just eaten there, you know, you know, had our had our dinner there and then, then lined up for the show. Um, and, you know, the good thing is, is, like, you know, when we've shown up to um, the show for House of Blues, there's, like, an upper-level area. There, well, there's some seating. There's some side seating areas on the top or le- on the upper level. I almost said topper level. Uh, <laughs> there's some on the side level area. And there's like a like a like a surrounding uh, balcony around um, the main stage. And then there's like you know obviously the seats on the main floor, and then there's a bar up top. So even if you don't necessarily have good you know seats at all, you know and you just have general admission and stuff, you can still mill around at the top and have like an excellent seat. So like there really isn't a bad seat in the house when you're talking about the House of Blues. And the thing is, is when you go to the House of Blues to watch the podcast, uh, the recording for the podcast, there's no, like, requirement that comes with the ticket. When you're doing this, uh, when you're purchasing the tickets and you're showing up, you buy a drink if you're thirsty. You buy a snack if you're hungry. Well, with this place that he was having a show at, where was it at? The American... American Comedy Company or something yeah. like that? And it was... Uh, American Comedy Company is actually about a by about a block or so from the Balboa Theater where we were for Chris Hardwick. That was close. It was super close. It was like we crossed one street, one block over, and then one one block south. Like it was right around the fucking corner. So um, this place, I guess, has been around a while, and I guess Kevin Smith has actually had um, some events at this place before um, because other people have been to them, and it's actually a smaller venue than uh the house of blues which it made me wonder like why they wanted to switch from the larger venue to the smaller venue because whenever we've gone there in previous years and we've gone just about every year we've been going to comic-con 
they are always full. It's always sold out. So, like, why they chose a smaller venue makes little to no sense to me. But the gripe that I had with this place was that when we bought our ticket, as far as I can recall, when we purchased our tickets, it was just the tickets for the show, and there was no indication that there was any requirement to buy anything additional. But when we, uh, you know, showed up, you know, we basically found out that, oh, cool, this place requires you to you know, buy at least two drinks minimum per ticket. That was on the ticket. Was it on the ticket? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I wasn't aware of it. She was aware of it because she was actually the one that purchased the tickets for us. I told you when I bought them. Yeah, so I forgot. And so then when I was reminded um, about this two-drink minimum, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, this is totally lame because when we buy the tickets for um, the House of Blues, that's it. Like, you know, like I said, if you're thirsty, you're thirsty. You buy something, you don't. And, it, you know, the tickets cost the fucking same. Except, you know, we're going to this other venue. Tickets still cost the fucking same. It's a smaller venue. There are bad seats in that house because of the way it's set up. The The stage is basically, like, eye level. And so, you know, they're seated in the front. And so there's these pillars that are everywhere because it's like a basement. So there's, like, certain pillars that are, like, in the way. And then everything else is level. Uh you know, level with each other, like, you know, just table to table. It'd be like going to a movie theater and just, like, you know, instead of having, like, stadium seating, you're just fucking on a flat surface and you're trying to, you know, peer out in the front row with somebody else that's eye level to you. So, you know, there were there were some bad seats in the house. Basically, if you were past the third table, you couldn't see anything. Yeah, I mean, because we were, like, probably, like, uh, I'd say maybe like seven tables out, six tables out, which isn't even that far. It doesn't sound that far at all. But when it's when it's eye level that way, it's really hard to see. You know, so I mean, even though we didn't have a bad position in line because there were plenty of other people behind us, it was shit. Plus, what they were doing is they were trying to match the amount of people at a specific table. So like, let's say somebody showed up with three people, they would seat somebody at a fresh table. And let's say there's only one other seat. Somebody else that showed up solo, guess what? They got to sit way in the front because they wanted to fill in that one seat. So, like, you know, and then they were letting people save seats. So, like, if somebody showed up a little bit early, but it was just them two, and they're like, oh, but there's a party of four and my guys are coming, they would let them take the whole fucking table. And so, you know, by the time they had some of these other people sat, we're, like, you know, seven tables deep, and even though we got there early, we ended up, you know, we still had a, you know, pretty crappy seat. You know, and if we'd been that far ahead in a seat for, like, a general admission for the um, House of Blues, we would have had a fantastic seat. Or, like, we would have had a fantastic place to be. Um, you know, but arguably we would have just had a, you know, a better seat because typically we would purchase the ones that were on the upper level because there's really nobody sitting in front of you and you can just kind of look right down. And so uh wasn't really happy with the choice of venue and I especially wasn't happy with the two-drink minimum bullshit because... You're you're already paying X amount of money to one see the show, but then two there's actually there's actually you know where you can argue that there isn't a bad seat in the house at the Hollywood uh, at the at the House of Blues there is at this place so uh, you know it's like general admission so you know you get sat wherever you know just cross your fingers and hope for the best and then three that you're like pretty much expected to like you know buy all these extra drinks you know that you you know don't necessarily want 
and uh you know it just increases the amount of money that you're you know already having to spend and it, it, you know like i said the biggest question to me is like did they think they weren't going to be able to sell as many tickets and so they went to the smaller venue was the house of blues wanting a bigger cut of the funds uh you know was you know was the venue switched because this place would do uh you know the two drink minimum in which case um you know like the you know obviously like the person that's having the event there is going to get a cut of the profits from you know the minimums uh you know the the amount of sales that are taking place like i mean those are all the things i'm thinking about because it doesn't really benefit the uh um the listener or fan exactly so that was my gripe uh and i guess you know um you know aside from that i think my uh my last gripe and i mean this is just kind of a general thing is that you know too there was too much of uh you know a little something i noticed where you know you like let's say we went to a food truck and we were hungry we wanted to get a burger and uh like tater tots well why when you're going to a fucking uh food truck does it cost like 22 dollars for a hamburger and fucking tater tots with a with a fucking canned soda but you can go to in and out and pay like seven dollars for a hamburger's fries and a drink i mean in theory even though in and out might you know have more buying power in terms of like you know being able to you know they're able to be competitive because they're able to buy like a larger amount of food and thereby bring some of their price down they also have more overhead because obviously they're paying for the store they're paying for power electricity you know insurance they're paying for like a mass of employees and all this kind of thing so there's a lot of overhead involved in what you'd imagine would make their food expensive but it's not meanwhile you're at a food truck where there's like two or there's like two employees and a fucking you know paying the the payment on a, on a food truck and you know and just you know having the inspection stuff there and just having the staff of two but it costs like it costs restaurant money to eat at it and you know there were other places where you know you uh like our hotel initially when we booked our hotel uh you know it had free parking and all this stuff and we prepaid our fucking hotel like six eight months in advance so then we actually check in and get there hey um you need to pay like five dollars a day to fucking park in our parking lot and i'm like uh we paid that shit in november it was free they're like oh well we enacted a policy because of comic con weekend that we have to you know surcharge people to park in our lot it's like um excuse me like would you fucking go to a restaurant and be okay with you know you ordering something that costs fifteen dollars on the menu and then somebody come back and give you a bill for twenty dollars because they're like oh well since you're from out of town for comic-con we're gonna charge you an extra five dollars as a nerd tax you know just because you're here for the convention like that makes it's it's fucking bullshit because i mean i know that hotels do it you know like as far as like room rates as far as like supply and demand uh you know but just other stuff in general seems i mean it's it's really irritating to me that like they'll have a price set like at a restaurant or whatever for every other time of the year but somehow their shit costs more 
for the convention weekend. Like, if if a gas station was to all of a sudden like hike rates super high because of you know one thing or another, you could argue that they're like price gouging or something. You know, obviously, you notice when like there's a big Labor Day weekend or something like that, it might go up a couple of pennies. But for it to go up significantly, like, oh, we're going to charge an extra dollar, that wouldn't fly. And, like, that kind of shit flies, like, normally at this convention when all that kind of stuff is taking place. Uh, really irritating. Um, so, that's my gripe. Nothing new. Probably everybody else has talked about that before. Uh, just super annoying. And, like, you know, like, if you're going to a convention and you're trying to, like, uh, you know, watch your spending, you know, you want to spend your money on stuff on the convention floor, or you want to buy these exclusives that are, like, outside the convention, or, you know, spend your money on just fun stuff, comics, and all that kind of thing, the best thing I can say to do is to carry your, you know, to bring your own liquids with you, um, you know, buy them at a place like 7-Eleven or something like that, uh, you know, where the prices are generally always going to stay the same and not get hyped up for freaking weekend. And so, you know, buy your, buy your liquids somewhere else, uh, you know, bring them with you, bring snacks with you into the convention instead of paying like, instead of paying like eight or $10 for stale nachos with cheese on it or any of the other bullshit that they sell, the freaking carnival food, like hot dogs and freaking prepackaged sandwiches and bullshit that costs a lot of money. Bring your own snacks, bring your own liquids, and then if you're going to eat, you know, try to eat at some of the chain restaurants, uh, you know, or, you know, just the legitimate restaurants in the area uh, of the convention. Because typically, those prices aren't going to flex, as opposed to, you know, like an overpriced fucking food truck or, you know, some other places that all of a sudden want to enact some sort of special pricing, uh... So, it'll save you a lot of money, and you'll be able to spend your money on other shit that you want to do while you're at the convention. So, um, you know, I mean, I guess that's pretty much it for, like, you know, like what we did at the convention. Um, I would highly suggest you go check out the updated uh, Suicide Squad trailer, um, which uh, does look pretty good. Um, I don't know, it seems like they featured a little bit too... Too much of Will Smith. I know I've been hating a lot on Will Smith, but it's he just... He doesn't belong in that movie. I, well, yeah, one, we don't think he really belongs in that movie. He sticks out like a store thumb. And two, you know, people aren't really going to see Suicide Squad because they're excited about Deadshot. You know, they're excited about Joker. They're excited about Harley Quinn. And maybe even some of the other, uh, you know, obscure characters in the Suicide Squad. And so, you know, when they update the trailer and you're just seeing, like, tiny little snippets of the Joker, you're seeing tiny little snippets of Harley Quinn, but you're hearing, like, fucking ten lines from uh, Deadshot, played by Will Smith, you're just kind of like, okay, we understand you're trying to appease Will Smith because he's got all the star power, but, you know, can we just kind of, like, make them all equal and, like, you know, give them each a line or something like that? I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um... So check out the Suicide Squad trailer, uh, the updated Suicide Squad trailer. Check out the uh, trailer um, for uh, Doctor Strange. Um, <laughs> and Wonder Woman. Yeah, Doctor the Doctor Strange movie looks fucking amazing. Now the Wonder Woman trailer, um, I wouldn't say I had super high hopes for the movie, uh, but the trailer made me think otherwise. I actually think the Wonder Woman trailer is going to be absolutely... Well, 
the trailer is amazing, but I really uh, have high hopes for the movie. Um, and then finally, uh, I tried to find the damn trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but it's just not out. Um, and Go watch the Justice League one instead. Yeah, and the Justice League one, what's crazy is I've actually read some people say, oh, that shit looks weak. Or, oh, you know, this, the, you know, Batman, Batman vs. Superman was stupid, and this one looks dumb, too. If you think the fucking Justice League trailer looks like garbage, um, I really don't know what to say to you, because... Go jump off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, people have their gripes about Batman vs. Superman. You know, there's a lot of fucking memes out about, like, some of the shit that happened in Batman vs. Superman. Was it the best movie? No. No. Could it have been better? Absolutely. Was it decent? I think so. It was. And people that are hating on Ben Affleck as Batman, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, get a life already. The dude is a pretty decent actor. He's definitely gotten better. And He's a good Batman. Yeah, and he plays a good Batman. There's so, been worse. Yeah, so fucking get over it. He's better than George Clooney and Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, is he... People like fucking Christian Bale because Christian Bale was like super gritty in the Batman he not going to argue with you. He was a good Batman, too. But he doesn't want to fucking be Batman anymore. No, he's done. Yeah, so don't compare him to somebody that he doesn't want anything to fucking do with Batman. It's over. It's done. Move the fuck on. Ben Affleck is Batman now. You don't have a say in it. You can keep tweeting how much you fucking hate him, but he's the Batman. So, um, you know, with that said, uh, I think the Justice League trailer was actually really cool. The Flash looks, uh, the Flash looks badass, and... You know, all the other characters look great. You know, especially Aquaman. And so, I mean, even Cyborg. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for this movie. Um, I know a lot of people didn't really have high expectations for it because they felt like it was rushed. And um, I would actually agree with you in the fact that I think that they're kind of rushing into the Justice League movie to kind of catch up with Marvel. Although I will say um, that looking at the trailer, the movie does look legit. Um I'm really excited for it, and I hope it does well, and I hope it is a good movie, and in that uh, you know it basically plays off the trailer in terms of like how good we're hoping it's going to be. Because when you see the trailer, you're going to be like, "Holy shit, this is so cool!" Yeah, hopefully that wasn't all the best parts of the movie. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, my fingers are crossed. Justice League could potentially be um, a huge surprise because I know everybody is kind of like not holding their breath on whether or not this is going to be a hit just because people are like really hating on DC right now and how they're trying to catch up to uh, the success of the MCU. Um, But at this point, Wonder Woman looks like a strong movie. Justice League looks like a strong movie. People are, you know, kind of referring back too much to Batman versus Superman. Um, But uh, in general, I think they have uh, something pretty good going right now so you know let's just hope for their success and that you know they continue to make good standalones now the one small little tiny minute disappointment i had with justice league is just that uh they chose to overlook the green lantern i know why (laughs) you know uh obviously the green they murdered him in that movie yeah i mean you know you know, Ryan Reynolds is embarrassed of his role. Everybody's embarrassed of the fact that, uh, you know, the last Green Lantern movie. They just need to burn all those movies. <laughs> and so they're really... Every single one. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. Yes, it was. 
Um, and so I know they're basically trying to distance themselves from like the failed stench of uh, you know the other Green Lantern movie, and it's kind of still fresh in people's minds. Um, but I mean, if they can just like, I mean, I understand they're not going to introduce him into the Justice League quite yet. Although I do hold out hope that they'll kind of like tease him in the Justice League movie briefly, maybe. Or even kind of like do what Marvel does, you know, end credits. And then, you know, he kind of like lands on Earth or some bullshit or, you know, something happens with, you know, something happens where, you know, something falls from the sky and who's going to be chosen as Green Lantern. And then maybe they decide to finally try to make a, you know, like a revamped, uh, you know, standalone Green Lantern at some point down the road, or at least he gets little cameos in some of the other uh, DC movies. Well, I could bring him back if they find someone good enough to write a good movie this time. I mean, I don't see why not. Well, I mean, the, I mean, in, I mean, really, they have to though. He's part of the fucking, uh, you know, Justice League. You know, they're leaving a, a big character out. I mean, the thing is, is I mean, yeah, the movie was garbage, but at the same time. Green Lantern is a powerful, you know, he's a powerful adversary. Like, he's a good fucking hero. It was just a garbage movie. There's plenty of people that love the Green Lantern. If they redid it, but did it well this time, I think they'd be fine. Yeah, so I'm holding out hope for that. Um, but, again, excited for the movie. Um, check out all those trailers. We have them all posted on uh, That Conversationalist on Facebook and at That Con Podcast on Twitter. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I believe this is episode 25. This is uh, part two of our San Diego Comic-Con edition. There will not be a part three. Uh, we were in San Diego um, for Sunday, but we just opted to uh, not do anything for Sunday and just kind of be lazy and head back home just because we kind of already done everything that we wanted to do. Um, and then Santa Clarita was on fire, so there's that. And yeah, we found we had to out, drive by there. Right, we found out that there was like a big ass fire in Santa Clarita, and we have to drive through the I five and the Grapevine to get home. And so, what we didn't want to happen was to stay in San Diego longer, the fire to get bigger, and then for the CHP to shut down the only interstate that we could use to get directly home, and us end up having to like stay the night out of town. Uh, you know, last minute because, you know, we're basically stranded or, you know, have to drive like seven hours out of the way and go up the, you know, Pacific Coast Highway up the one and then cut across like the 46 or like the 138 or whatever. So decided not to do that. Um, but thanks for listening. Um, again, episode 25. Thank you know, really appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, you know, send us an email. Let us know what we can do uh, better um, or just like any questions you have at that conversationalist at gmail.com. Jesse and this is Amanda. Yay. And saying good night. Bye. Bye.